Welcome to Cornerstone's Pastors Podcast. Pastor Scott with Pastors Brian and Matt. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. And we are recording today's podcast from our third different room in three in our last three podcasts. So we're wild. We're, we're, just, we're getting out. We're getting out. <laughs> For a Let campus this size, it's not as easy to that, find giant social distancing <laughs> safe rooms. podcast recording rooms. That's right. And 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 they're redoing they keep redoing the carpet where we uh, you know, Wanna wanna go? So we actually are in the church in the community building. We are in the church library. I'm yes. not even sure if, pe- if most people know that this is here in the community building, right? Yeah. You said that, yeah, yeah. So it's like across from the gym, over by like on the other side. It's like the preschool room. It's in between the preschool room and the youth room. Yeah, or yeah. The youth and there's a lot of interesting things. If you're up on Christian culture, there's a lot of interesting things happening in the library. Each of us should just walk over and kind of blindly grab a book and then say what it is. Okay. Hold on. Right, I'm going to be right on. back. Yeah, I got, I got, Wait, I got something. Someone's got to hold this down. I, do I'll this. stay here by the microphones. A random book. This is... Scott grabs something. Matt grabs something. What do we got? Oh, this is... this. I got the one-year book of devotions for kids. Includes keys for kids. It's pretty good, actually. Except it's never been checked out because it has a library card in it, but it's blank. I um, I got a VHS <laughs> because I don't know if you noticed. It looked there's a like VHS, a book. There are VHS section <laughs> over there. It's all yeah. It's all it's all VHS. What um, did you get? I got it's a movie called Apocalypse. Um, See, just on the odds, I thought you would have pulled the Bible man. I, you, know, you know, I think you haven't gotten up and gotten anything yet. But I'll read this for you. <laughs> it says a man and a woman caught in the eye of the storm dot 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 okay and it is very exciting looking it says shot on location on six continents bursting with action and emotion apocalypse is the must-see christian movie of the 90s okay i mean so again like there's some old stuff here but again like this you know bible devotion book for kids brian all right brian's back i got a cd you got a cd what's Uh, the cd big daddy weave yeah, that's a good. That's Every a good. time I breathe, it was checked out twice in two thousand and eight. We used Big Daddy Weave for one of our. Um, oh, for one of the BBS songs, BBS didn't we? Songs. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard of Big Daddy Weave before. I'm not sure the name. We really know where the name came from. Does anyone know where the name came from? No one in the room. Yeah. I seriously, this is the first time I've ever heard of this band in my life. It's a band. Or yeah, an album? Christian, Christian a band. band. Okay, so after Petra, but before. Uh, Kind of like, like you don't so, even know what's happening. I, I don't know right what's now, happening so. right now. <laughs> <laughs> before, before you too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> before you too. <laughs> before you too. That's current, modern. I think they're after you. I'm hip, guys. <laughs> There's actually a lot of really good. Newer uh, than Michael W. Smith. That's a, that's a, that's, a, that's a, jars that's of clay is about as new as I get. This is a very niche conversation we're having right now. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I think there's this there's room be a brings lot of it out of us. blessed by this. This room brings it out of us. There are some really good books as well. Before we, you know, before you think we're, you know, we're just picking out certain things. There there's are some actually. really, actually, very excellent books in here. So if you ever get a chance to come back on campus and look through the library here, there are uh, some diamonds in the rough, if you will. Mm. It is true. There's and, a lot of good stuff in here. And actually, it probably the, the other thing it brings to mind, and we, you know, uh, all kidding aside, actually, the, when we, when we came in here, it made us think about the light who normally yeah. meet in here which, which are our oldest um the, the oldest members of our church uh by and large they, they met in a group here every sunday and and just a, just a reminder i think just to be praying for them um i think there's a we 
keep in, in contact. And uh, I was actually just talking with Pastor Jim about this. Uh, and I think a lot of them are doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Lord's been super gracious. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a, a uniquely, I think we all think about like the unique challenge this is to like different life stages. And that's, that's definitely one. That, um, this room misses them. <laughs> it does. Well, oh, wait a minute. I found another book here. Um, <laughs> this looks like a good one. It's L- Loving Messy People. That's amazing. That's a great book. Right. But you I shouldn't come here to get that one. You should buy that can one. We, we should buy that, that one. one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's been loaned out. It's done. Can we promo <laughs> this in every single podcast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, I just saw it and thought it was a good book to promo. So. I think when you release a book during a global pandemic that we get to promo it wherever we want. Yeah. Fair I mean, enough. Yeah. Fair, I'll, yeah. I'll take it. Considering, I mean, <laughs> considering this As pod- one who's released a book into a global <laughs> yeah. pandemic, I'll take it. Considering this podcast has reached uh, over 3 million people in the last two weeks, I think it's a good opportunity <laughs> for us to share. Three people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it yeah what did I say? People. <laughs> I'm sorry. Numbers are not my thing. I've downloaded it at least three times. <laughs> so this week. I always slow down right when it gets to my jokes, and I like, ooh, here comes a good one. <laughs> Is that, narciss- is that narcissism? I don't know. <laughs> Do I have a problem? I think it's just enjoyment. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's just, it's just <laughs> like thorough enjoyment. So today, we're not here to talk about the room, as enjoyable as it is. Um, we're going to talk about the discipleship pathway, actually. And the discipleship pathway is something we've been uh, talking about for a couple of years now um, and have structured our classes around it. And I, I, I think... As we, even as pastors, as we came together to think through and pray through, like what the church needs most right now, really, there became a, a, a real consensus that what actually what the church needs most right now is the the fundamentals of the Christian life, right? Is the the reminders and the tools and how to relate to God and how to relate to one another and to strive to apply those um, to apply those those same principles just in a slightly different context, right? And so so what, this is why we're going to be focusing on the Disciples of Pathway. Actually, over the summer, we're going to be offering our classes. We'll, we'll talk some more about that. But before we get there, I want to just talk a little bit about why like, why we think that's important. I think there, there's, there's a way that, a response, I think, that even, I think a lot of us could have in our hearts when we hear, like, okay, what are we going to focus on? What do we need to hear? We need to, okay, we need to talk about Bible, prayer, <laughs> Heart work, living in community, right? Mission. And people are like, like, duh, like those are the things I know. Like I need something new for this time. Right? I need something fresh to like equip me for this. What why why the discipleship pathway and specifically in a time like this? I think it's easy to it's easy to miss, but it, I think it's I don't know if I can overemphasize how important I think it is. I mean on the one hand, like discipleship and following Christ and the various things encapsulated by the pathway are meant to be kind of the the driving force and the focus of your life. And so in the midst of a time like this, it's easy to get distracted from that. Mm. So all of a sudden you're focusing on something other than what you would say is like the most massively important thing um, in the center of who you are and, and why you exist and what you're meant to do. But then at the same time, like your life as a disciple is also what makes sense of and helps you navigate times like this. And all these things. So when you neglect it, you're actually neglecting the thing that can sort of help you navigate this the most, because we can be pretty easily overwhelmed by all of like the changes and how they you know have lasted. So 
that when someone asks like, hey, how mm-hmm. are you? <laughs> like, yeah. It can be difficult to answer. You end up answering with however you felt, what you feel in the moment or whatever like comes to mind or how tired you are because you yourself don't really know. Like in the pathway gives you the ability to say like, here's how I'm actually doing. If not to other people, then at least to yourself. And all of that I think is because the pathway is not meant to be just like uh, 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 an exercise that mm-hmm. you sort of adopt that's sort of pragmatically helpful. It's, it's, it's a distillation of what God tells us like about our life. Mm-hmm. And so that we're looking at what the Bible says and how God would direct us. And it's meant to point us back to scripture and God and his interactions with us that are meant to be that kind of cornerstone piece of what it means to be and live as a Christian, especially in times of a pandemic. So for me right now is the time to talk about this because it's the time we're most likely to miss it and also we need it the most yeah i mean i think what you touched on that i think is really helpful is that what is needed most is not the pathway itself it's god himself right like what you what is needed the most in a time of pandemic is god himself and the pathway that we have outlined is a, a it's helpful for you to interact with and relate to god in the way that the bible describes a relationship with god is and so that's why I think it's super helpful, and you're you're right on the nose there, Brian. And I think that helps people. Like, I think the idea of connecting with God, in a way, and and living out in the world in a way that's true and right and spiritually sound, for a lot of people, sounds really nice right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is one of the best ways I think to get your arms around that and be able to pursue that even in the midst of all that's going on. Yeah, and and I think that that actually bears out as we look at not not necessarily the discipleship pathway as a whole, but as we look at just the different components. And so I, I think like why it, maybe it'd be helpful and it, maybe even just an encouragement this week, if just in a really brief way, we kind of walk through the components of the discipleship pathway and touch on why they're so central now and what engaging them, engaging in them maybe uniquely in this season it looks like. What can we, I mean, we, it's a podcast. So we How can't, many like, parts? Draw, we, you yeah. know? <laughs> can you can you draw? Can you tell people to close their eyes, Scott, and then draw? <laughs> if, you, if you're driving, just pull over and and close your <laughs> eyes, and then will you draw it for them? There's a whiteboard there's, in this room. Yeah, that's not going to work, Scott. No, but it's there's a podcast. A, there's a whiteboard in this room. Uh, yes, if it's we not listen to work. Our, uh, but guys, there's a whiteboard. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if everyone knows this, this, but room. Scott loves whiteboards. <laughs> he loves them. It's actually in his will that he would like to be buried with a whiteboard. <laughs> Just in case he's got someone to teach. We have thought about, and not entirely joking, creating a room where the walls are whiteboards. Mm. Yes. It's like my dream. Yeah. So that's like the brainstorm room. It really is. I've been missing it so much at at home actually. I like took one of those those pads of like gigantic sticky pads and like posted them all over uh well actually there's a bunch of them on my family room wall right now and and there's I'm a bunch sure of them Lara outside loves that. Dude, you know must love it it's, it's life yeah it's quarantine life <laughs> yeah just making it happen <laughs> life <decor>. with scott <laughs> all right so so we got to describe for so people this, because yeah, if you so don't know what the disciples pathway is you got to right. describe them so, so there, there's 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 six components but there's there's three components and we're, we'll talk about the uh, there's technically eight and we'll talk about the so six three eight okay <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is a great crazy. start, a great great start. start. <laughs> look some things are complicated all right <laughs> so imagine a pathway <laughs> okay so we'll post this we'll post this with a, with a picture too <laughs> This is really this is good. So does everyone have it? I think we're good. I, I now. think we're good. I think, I we're think good. at this point we're good. So there's there's three components, three main basic components to our relationship with God, right? And the three main components we see from scripture are Bible, right? 
listening to and learning from God and his word, prayer, speaking to and relating to God, through prayer, speaking relating to, okay, and heart work, right, internalizing and applying what we've learned from him. So our relationship with God involves basically talking, listening, and internalizing, right? Um, so in in the in the listening portion, in in hearing from God in His Word, what why is that so important right now, and what does that maybe look like unique to this season? We've actually talked a little bit about this in the previous podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah. In as much as I think that one of the things that can go away really quickly, that can be hard to maintain for a lot of us when things are sort of quote unquote normal, is that set aside time for not just like reading quickly, but listening and meditating on what God's saying. Like, like not just, in a sense, not just reading, but listening mm-hmm. and listening deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in this time in particular, when those structures are gone, you can find yourself not able to do that and also not really inclined to pursue it mm-hmm. because of what you feel is going on in other parts of your life. Yeah. And so when you feel like, I mean, if you imagine having sort of someone directing you through your life and helping you see things you can't see, and then all of a sudden you just stop listening to that and that, that gets closed off to you somehow in a time when you don't really know what's going on and things feel new and different and difficult. That's just, that's not great. Like that, yeah. that, that sounds anxiety producing and difficult and like added struggle. And so the idea of Bible of listening to and learning from God and his word right now is particularly important because it takes away that barrier and it in- gives you engagement with that God who can speak to you and address you and help you see things you don't see and ground you in the middle of all this. Yeah, and, and I think that's where it's it's so um, it's so key to think about this in terms of a relationship, right? Because it if it's if Bible's like the task I have to do or you know one of the things on my checklist I need to do today to get through the day, then it, it doesn't carry that same weight. But when we remember that we have a relationship with God and this is how he's talking to us, right? It, it takes a whole nother weight. And, and I do think actually when I, when we were, when I was preparing for this podcast, I so I was like, you know what, this, it's going to feel a little bit repetitive, right? I think we're going to be repeating a lot of the things we've said over the last few weeks, but I also felt like, I mean, just this weekend, I feel like I've been realizing and internalizing even some of the things we've been talking about for weeks, like for the first time, like I was struggling a lot last week and I'm like, why, like, what's going on? I'm just like dragging and dragging like emotionally and mentally too. And uh, I had to come back to these exact same things, right? The same things we've been talking about that I think actually it, the, the, it bears repetition. And what we need isn't something like a new trick, right? We, we need uh, to come back again and again and yeah. again to these same things. Yeah, I, I think we talked about this in the last one about uh, meditation and we were yeah. talking about med- meditating on a lot of the things of the world and the news of the world yeah. kind of entices you to meditate on those things. And we said the only way out of that is to set your meditation and your heart upon the eternal truths that God offers in his word. And that's what it means to hear from God's word, right? To yeah. hear from him, to hear from God himself. And and I would say, we didn't talk about this, but on the bef- even before we get to Bible, we have gospel motivation on the front end, right? Of our yeah. dis- uh, the whole pathway. You know, we're talking yeah. about each each individual component, but at the beginning of this is this gospel motivation that says, "Hey, remember what Christ has done for you in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Remember what Jesus has done. Remember who He is and what He's done to rescue you and save you. And then nurture yourself and your soul in." Mm 
how he speaks to you in this time. And it's completely necessary in a world that is constantly trying to bombard you to meditate on other things. So actually, you stole my structure. Because uh, I was going to go back there, but I actually think I think you're right. Actually, I think the, the reason you mentioned it was because I think there's a ten- I think there's a tension of talking about these things, talking about a relationship with God without talking about our gospel motivation first. And so may- maybe I think we need to start there, even maybe more even more fully as we think about like how do we like uh, what draws us in to this relationship with God? Like what is it that draws our desire to talk with Him? to listen to him, mm-hmm. right, to relate to him. Because I think that e- even at a time like this, I think it's easy to fall into the traps of like, well, I just I just need him, right? Or like, or you know, he's the way that, that I can get by. Or he's the one who's going to like fix this. Or Which again, like there, there's, th- there's a lot of truth in that. But ultimately what draws us into a relationship with God is the grace of the gospel, is the message of Jesus Christ, is the hope we have in um, in him through Christ because of the power of his forgiveness, because of the power of his grace that he continues to pour on us and, and that, that draws us in and, th- and that we find in Scripture, right? We find reminders of in Scripture when we go to it. Well, and I think, I mean, I would say, um, one, just I want to publicly apologize for stealing your structure. I mean, I think that's very... <laughs> um, uh, I'm still not sure how it all how that worked. Yeah, well, but uh, one of the interesting things... Hey, oh, Scott's, okay. it worked perfectly in my head. Okay, yeah. One the, but one <laughs> of the things that I think that is important about the gospel motivation part of the discipleship pathway is that it's not just the thing you start at and then you go to the other things. So there's a yeah. sense in which for yes. us, as we discuss yes. this, weaving it into every one of the categories, I think is actually really important mm. and uh, is perhaps, I, I, you know, how to, who am I? But I think it's a better structure than whatever structure <laughs> you had um, going into this. So the idea that like the gospel motivates. I was going to say him. that I was going to, I was going to give you kudos for that point. Oh yeah. But you stole it yourself. Oh, well, so it's, it's fine. Yeah. I'm still not sure what's being stolen. Am I not following it? No, I, it I think it was matter. the wrong. It was the wrong word. Stole, was, steal okay. was the wrong word. It was. It was, it was a ruin. Was the word ruin? <laughs> Abandon. Ruin your structure. Yeah, I don't know. ruined, <laughs> decimated, <laughs> destroyed, undercut. All of those things would work. I'm on thesaurus.com. I was thinking. All I was thinking, stole isn't the right word, but I was thinking. You know what? We're gonna get back to gospel motivation later, like kind of secondary. But I think Matt, your point is exactly right, actually. And I think, and this is where, like, it's because it's this, it's this uh, feedback loop, right? That like when we go to His Word, it reminds us of who He is and who we are and what He's done, and it and it's and it feeds the flame of our. But when we pray to Him, when we internalize, when we engage in community and are reminded from one another, right? It all of this stokes the fires of our of our love for him in through the gospel. And it's that desire in the gospel that, that again, like pushes out into all of these different ways of serving him and ways of loving him and expressing our love to him. And so I, I and anyways, I, whatever all, the word, all humor, all humor aside, all humor aside you're, you're dead on. I mean, no, you're dead on. And I think, I think it's a, it's a great, it's a, it's a great point. So, so, okay. So we t- talked about listening from God. What about talking to him? What, like, what about, Having being reminded after being reminded of, after always sounds like one step comes before the other. But it, again, it's this, it's this, it's it's an ongoing relationship. But as we are reminded of who He is, and we we respond to Him, we we speak to Him, we uh, lament to Him, we confess to Him, we praise Him, we thank Him, we rejoice in Him. Like what? Why is 
not just listening to him, but actually talking, actually taking the time to talk to him. Um, I was going to say talk back to him, but not talk back to him, but <laughs> talk to him. Uh, why, why is that? Why is that so key in this in the midst of this too? I mean, I the the verse that I keep coming back to is out of Psalm uh, sixty two, um, which talks about pouring out your heart before God. He's a refuge for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think right <clears throat> right now, uh, in a weird way, you know, Zoom calls aside and everything mm-hmm. else, um, we don't have a lot of people to talk to. It, it feels Diff- a, a, a lot of people don't. Yeah, yeah. And even if you do have a lot of people to talk to, there always feels like there's more to talk about mm. than some of that stuff. And so the the idea of, you know, confidant is a little cliche or trite, but the idea of having someone who not only you can talk to, but who wants to hear from you and wants to hear from you about all of the things that might not rise above the um, the level of importance that might get them into the answer to how are you doing or I hope this email finds you well, or you know, or whatever like you're getting yeah. in like, these uncertain times. Yeah, that's <laughs> like there's there's just something about prayer that because if you don't, you tend to not understand its effects when you miss it. Mm. Um, but they do show up. They don't. You don't always tie them back to the fact that you're not praying. But that, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so the ability to have someone to to whom you can pour out your heart in such a way that you feel like you have a refuge when everyone else is also scrambling. A God with infinite resources is pretty amazing to talk to because it means that you're, he's never pressed for time um, and he's never pressed for like attention. Mm-hmm. And so there's just there's a lot to that that I think draws us to him and makes us understand why prayer, just meditating on his word, which, you know, tends to lead to prayer. But just doing that isn't quite all of what, what he's asking us to do and what he's offering to us in himself. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think you used a word that I would love to key in on the idea of refuge. Um, and I think throughout the Bible, you have this, this image of, uh, a God that we can hide ourselves in. Um, you know, you have, um, uh, Abraham hiding in the, the cleft of the rock. You have, you have all these scenarios. You have even, I mean, even Noah and the flood in the sense of like the ark as a refuge from the storms. And some of that in the Bible and the imagery describes, um, us hiding ourselves in him in, the midst of, uh, you know, for example, uh, receiving wrath for our sins. For example, we hide ourselves in Christ to protect ourselves from, um, uh, to be protected from the the wrath that we deserve for our sins. But there's also tons of examples all throughout the Bible of finding your refuge in God in the midst of circumstances of life that are hard. Um, David constantly prayed um, constant psalms about finding our refuge in him, constantly talking about um, hiding ourselves in him in the midst of this chaotic time in the midst of um, something that we are out of our control, things are out of our control. We feel um, uh, helpless, maybe powerless. Having a refuge that you can hide yourself in is what praying to God looks like, I think, in this time. And and we've talked about this too in this sermon series on knowing God. We've talked about the fact that knowing God is not just some sort of academic exercise. It's a relational connection, and a relationship is not just— knowing things about God, but being known by him. And there's this freedom and this joy that can come from the God of the universe looking at you, knowing everything about you, and you being open and vulnerable with him. And he wraps his arms around you and receives you and loves you and cares for you in the midst of a time when the world is just falling apart. It Mm -hmm. feels like it's falling apart. There's a connection that's easy to miss, I think, for all of us there between prayer and refuge. Mm. The idea of refuge, like, I don't know, if if you go into an actual, you know, cave, 
like your experience of the refuge is by looking at the cave and touching the walls of the cave. But when you're talking about God being your refuge, an immaterial God, um, you experience it in the way that he protects you in certain ways. But in the Bible, you see that connection a lot to praying. You experience the refuge of God by talking to him, by communing with him, and by realizing, in a sense, um, through prayer, that he is a refuge for you in that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's just kind of a fascinating thing that if you, you might say, well, God, yeah, he's a refuge for me, and like, cool, and then just kind of go about your day. No, the way that that becomes, in a sense, a reality, a, a perceived reality in your life is often through prayer. And you see that because David's the guy writing the Psalms, you know, yeah. these sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. And, and For I mean, the record, by the way, it's Moses in the cleft of the rock. I said Abraham, but I was wrong. Just mea culpa on that one. <laughs> Corrections and retractions. Corrections and retractions. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, it's interesting because it also makes me think of <clears throat> like a, a lot of the Psalms, right, that, that deal with difficult situations. I think people oftentimes ask, like, how do I, how do I get from that place where like, how long, oh Lord, are you going to forget me forever? Like, how do I get to there to the end of the Psalm where he's praising God and thanking God for his, his, uh, for his graciousness and for his provision. And, and it, it starts, I mean, the answer is prayer, right? It's, it's not, it's by not just feeling those things, not just thinking those things, but actually expressing them to God, verbalizing them to God opens the door that leads us to, as we relate to him, remember uh, what kind of God it is that we're praying to and, and who he is. And so, and so, okay, so we're talking about Bible and prayer. The, the third component in the discipleship pathway that relates to our relationship with God is, is heart work, what we call heart work, basically internalizing uh, and applying what we've learned, it, taking the time to, to meditate, uh, meditate on it in a way that uh, we strive to really engender that genuine worship of God and, and transform our thought lives, transform our, our, our hearts and things like that. And so my, I guess the, this is actually one of those things that I think maybe is less obvious in a time like this. Right? People are like, oh, well, okay, yes, I know I need to, to uh, read my Bible. Okay, I need, Matt's like taking pictures now. I'm taking a video. I'm going to post it when they post this. <laughs> awesome. Just, post I give it where? On Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Sorry, I didn't mean to distract everyone. I was trying to do it quietly. <laughs> I thought people might want to see. It was yeah, audibly. It was very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Visually, <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> is there still? Yes, the white we are actually show. here. Are we? <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Sorry. <laughs> What's wrong with you guys? So. So heart work, right? But I think heart work's actually a lot, a lot less obvious, right? So Bible, right? Like, oh, yes, I know I need to read my Bible. I need to, be, need to be relating to God. Yes, I need to be praying. But like, wait, is now actually, I think sometimes I think people would feel, is now actually the time for transformation? Is now actually the time to like really try to meditate on truth in a way that, that changes my heart? Like, shouldn't I just read my Bible and pray and try to survive and not worry about heart work in a time like this? Yeah, that, I, I think that's that's totally true. And I think it shows us that we often think about heart work and growth in general kind of like there's a way that it feels like an add-on mm. or like pursuing more than you have to. Like like you're good the way you are. And so when a crisis hits, look, don't try and grow. It's sort of like uh, almost as though you're training for like a marathon. It's uh-huh. like, well, look, you know, when a crisis hits, marathon training should probably get off the table. When more it's, it's better understood as health, like general spiritual health. Heart work yeah. is, is about maintaining spiritual health and improving that health 
in a way that isn't just like, well, I want to go do an extracurricular activity. And so for things like heart work right now, this is the time that the, like the genesis of heart work is stuff like this, mm -hmm. where you are realizing, oh, there are areas of unhealth in my responses to these things, my responses to myself, to my friends, to my circumstances, to God, to whatever. And now is the time to, to not do heart work is to say, I'm, I, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this at all. I want to just kind of let it fester. And, and by the way, that's just not being kind to yourself. Like to be kind to yourself is to say, yeah, let me let me address these things as God is providentially bringing them up. Um, not so I can go jump higher and run faster, but so I can live a life of spiritual health before him and grow closer to him and experience more of him in the process. Yeah. I, 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 so there's a lot to be said here. I, I w preached a sermon probably like two years ago that was – loosely based on the bible about um this <laughs> survival that's that's our our, our litmus test yeah, that's yeah, right yeah, yeah. That's right. it was it was the cycles of survive he didn't preach thrive. for three oh, months yeah, yeah, he didn't preach for three months after that yeah yeah, yeah. well you know <laughs> uh it was a survive and thrive cycle where like mm. there's times of you're in survival mode and you're mm. just kind of mm. trying to make it work and i think um for a lot of people right now, there's a survival mode mentality, right? We think about growing as something we do when we're thriving, mm. not something we do when we're just surviving, right? Mm. And we're just hanging in there. And um, I, I think I get that. I, I think that the inclination of that and then kind of a natural feeling of that, like, ugh, is this a time where I should be growing? But what's interesting is this is a very, very powerful time for you to see what's going on in your heart that maybe normal circumstances mm -hmm. of life can hide or cover over. This is a time where maybe certain things, certain issues that you didn't even realize were as big as they actually are can be exposed. And that exposure feels frustrating and feels like you're going backwards. But sometimes, um, actually all the time, that's what growth looks like in the Christian life is you first kind of need to see what's, what's there, what's in my heart, like Brian, you were saying, and then take it to the Lord and allow repentance and growth to to happen in that context. And so it, as much as it feels like this is just a survival time of holding on, I think it also has to be seen as an opportunity for you to um, identify and see what is going on in your heart and let God um, begin working on those things, confessing, repenting, working through those. But I, I'm sure you guys have a lot more no, thoughts on that. I think, that's, I think that's exactly it. I think that there's, I think that that assumption that like, you know what, now I'm just trying to survive. Like it's not really time. I, I think that that comes out of actually, I think a deep seated assumption that situations like this are irredeemable. Like we just need to survive it. It's just bad. Like there's no, you can't redeem it. There's no good that can come out of it. Like it's just bad. And so we just need to get through it. Um, but God steps into every situation at no matter how difficult. And, and the grace of his gospel is a redemptive grace. It says, I can and I will redeem uh, every situation for those who trust in me. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it. I'm going to turn something ugly into something beautiful. Like, that, that's what he does. Um, and, I mean, it makes me think of, of Romans 5, right, where he talks about how, you know, we can rejoice in suffering because suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And I think that sometimes people read that and they think like, oh, like what doesn't kill you, make you makes you stronger, <laughs> right? But that, that's not what God's saying, right? It's, it's not, he's not just saying, you know what, oh, hard stuff's good, don't worry, tough it out. But he's painting a picture for what his redemption of dark and difficult times looks like. 
and and the redemption and, and the most significant redemption that he does in times like this is through or is in the context of our hearts. And, and so that 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 heart work, again, it's, it's not even necessarily something that like you go, OK, I'm going to, you know, check out my or uh, log my 30 minutes of heart work today. But but it's a it's an awareness that comes through meditating on scriptures, striving to not just remember it so that you can get through, but striving to internalize it because you know, you, you have an expectation that God wants to grow character in you. He wants to redeem this by growing character in you. And, and therefore, as, he, as, as, he, as you see him produce that, as you see him answer that prayer, it gives you hope. Right? It reinforces you and, and it gives you a hope that, that brings a joy. You're like, oh wait, no, he is real. Like he is redeeming even even this i think there i think every time you hit the table i think there's like a a, a sound oh sorry is that does that I, sound great i don't know i didn't uh, just in case people were wondering what is that like banging noise it's got like can't, passion just can't what you're hearing is passion gesticulating my my, my my kids were trying to be like can you just like can you talk with your hands like sitting on your hands can you do that like, oh, i don't think so so all right. Given that we're at about 35 minutes right now, it seems like we're going to part two this. Are we at 35? Because we're, we're halfway through this. We had like 15 minutes on the front end of just so, looking through And stuff. speaking of which, uh-huh. I do think that there's a bit of, we can kind of close this one off coming all the way around because okay. you do look around a room like this and it is it is very dated hmm. and it's very easy to look around and be and kind of see things that to us kind of make you smile and, and they're genuinely funny. And someone will do the same thing to us in future generations with loving messy people <laughs> so matt found a cassette <laughs> which again like so there there are ways that for uh, yeah for mm-hmm. us people will come in and they will have good natured fun about how dated something looks yeah. but a library like this mm. signifies a generation of people who did the things we're talking about and so as much as we can smile yes. and chuckle at, at what's here in good natured fun. Yeah, yeah. The reality is like in this room, you, you see a generation of people who cared about these things and cared yeah. enough to build a library like this and to put up the wood paneling uh-huh. and, and to try and pass this on to future generations. And yeah. so when, when we're talking about, they saw crazy times too. Yes. Like they, they, they lived this because we're, we're one giant body of Christ. And so in some ways you smile coming in here and you look at VHS tapes cause now we have streaming and all this stuff, but you also come in here and you realize that, the things we're talking about are eternal and they go through all sorts of different crazy circumstances. Like we're standing on the shoulders of a lot of giants mm-hmm. and this room shows us. And so it's a beautiful thing to know that we're entering into something with a great cloud of witnesses, like Hebrew says, mm-hmm. um, of people who are cheering us on in this time and cheering us on, not in terms of, Hey, make it through, you know, make sure you get some sleep. They're cheering us on in our relationship with God mm-hmm. in our care for him and our heart work and our growth towards him. Like they, they care. Mm-hmm. about how we are handling ourselves. They have compassion on us and they're spurring us on and encouraging us. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. No, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And, and I think they're like, they're speaking in that way to us and, and saying, look, we, not only did we survive it, but like we became more like Christ through it too. Amen. Right? And God redeemed those times. Right? He redeemed those times that came before we were ever born that were more difficult than anything we will ever experience right he he redeemed those in the building and growing and establishing of his church uh not not in a building sense but in a in a a people sense and so we we get to take the next step and so i think there's a there's a confidence 
before us standing on the shoulders, not just of the, you know, long time ago saints, but even the generation and the generations that have come, the ones that have come before us and the ones that come before that, uh, that remind us that times like this, (laughs) God's kept this promise every single time. He's done it every single time, and he is going to do it again. He will redeem whatever is going on uh, in your life right now and use it to make you and to make us more and more like Christ. Scotty, will you close us out by kind of sharing the vision for the summer of kind of what yeah. the the, uh, the summer is replacing the summer seminars? Is should that we, okay? Should we do that now, or should we uh, do it in the next one? Because I think we might. I think we should do it now and okay. in the next one. Awesome. Because what if someone only listens to one of them? That's a great point. So the... The, the, the goal for the summer, as, as we've thought about how we can help equip you with these tools and reminders over the summer, is, is we're going to take um, our year-long pod class, uh, Walking in the World and Walking with God, our two classes, and offer them every couple weeks during the summer. So basically what we're going to do, it, each class consists of four audio files of us walking through the content, walking through what it means, how you engage with God. And, 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 and for, for example, uh, if we're talking about Bible, how you engage with God, how you listen to him, and how you study his word, how do you meditate on it, and really equipping you with the tools to be able to do that. And so there's four audio sessions that you listen to, and then we get together for a discussion. And so we're going to do that every couple of weeks. So there's going to be four audios and then the Bible discussion, four audio on prayer, and then the prayer discussion, and then two weeks later, the prayer discussion, four audio on heart work and then two weeks later the heart work discussion and the same with community mission and calling and and we we actually hope that you will join all of them this summer we think they'll, it'll be a huge tool for you but we're also going to make them available so that you can pick and choose and, and and whatever ones that fit your schedule um we know what your schedule is these days but whatever whatever one of those fits your schedule fit and, and even maybe or things you want to specifically um grow in and, and get equipped in during this time, we're going to make that available to you. And so the, the first of the, those are going to be starting in June. The first discussion will be June 14th. And then every two weeks from there, we'll have another discussion. Um, yeah. So the audio that. files will go out two weeks before that. The audio files will uh, be posted, I think, in the next two weeks. Okay. Um, that will be available to anybody and everybody. But once you sign up, you'll get an email with the audio files for your classes that you'll be going to. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. So we are really looking forward to that. Looking forward to that this summer. And so with that, we're going to sign off and then we'll, we'll talk about our relationship with one another in the midst of this time, the, the kind of the other half of the pathway in part two. We'll, uh, we'll see you then.